When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the week before Christmas and I'm standing in a public library in Stockholm, Sweden and I'm asking the librarian for books about Ireland. Du kan om du kan hjälpa mig att leta fram böcker om Irland. Om Irland? Ja. Mm, fakta om Irland. Ja, precis. Mm. I've never been there. Only seen pictures of green hills and heard some folk music. I'm going there in February, so the books I'm looking for are for information. McCarthy's Bar, the funniest book I've ever read this year. My father, he lives in New Zealand. He's the only one I know who has done more than getting drunk in the bars of Dublin. He travelled to Ireland on a Ferrari red bike six years ago. I couldn't come with him. He wanted to be alone. That's why I'm travelling there now, to see what he wanted to see. I took the subway to my friend Amanda. I brought the books I found to show her where I'm going. A Journey of Discovery in Ireland. By Pete McCarthy. And it's called McCarthy's Bar. There you have a bar. I guess that's he, Pete. Yeah. And there you have a nun. Yeah, and, and there's... A, <laughs> is she drinking beer? She's drinking beer, is isn't she? Drinking, she? I to... Never pass a bar that has your name on it, says the eight rule of travel. A very rewarding rule if your name is McCarthy and you're wandering through the west of Ireland. <laughs> A lot of younger people say that Ireland is you two and the cranberries and yeah, rain, the weather, rain and the rain. Mm. I also have some kind of feeling that the family is quite important. How come? I don't know. I just have this feeling that maybe that you spend more time together. I guess that people go together to church on Sundays. I think that is a very naive view of people, <laughs> don't you? I don't know. I think it's nice. I hope it's. I hope they have strong families. Yeah, but, but you know, probably how they think about us, like we walk around naked all the time, and we have lots of sex. And have lots of sex. Isn't that true? <laughs> Hey, the Martin. Hey, Martin. He's always biked a lot, my father. In Scotland, Denmark, Holland, and so on. But this was different. He made the trip two years after his wife, my mother, had died in cancer. He was gone for a month during the summer. I was 16, 
my sister 13 and my older brother 18. We spent the summer with our grandmother on an island in the Baltic Sea. I sold ice cream to tourists on the beach, trying not to think of my father. I was always kind of love with my father, you know. Um, I always liked to come along with him doing stuff or fix with a boat or anything. And I always had this idea that if, if he was alone, he would be really sad. My father has a photo album from his travels where he has listed all the places he went to. First, he took the ferry to Newcastle, then the train to Holyhead. There he took the ferry to Dublin. It says that Dublin is, is, a, uh, is a town filled of garbage. Mm, I think so. He wasn't too fond of that city. And there is a lot of... Uh, what do you call that? Pollution? But he tells me that I should visit the university library in Dublin to see all the handwritten books that they keep there. To get a feeling of knowledge before the discovery of printing. It's not a beautiful city, but it's alive. My father has a library himself, an entire room filled with books, almost two bookshelves of traveling stories. I used to love them as a child. He only cycled on small roads going through Wicklow Mountains, Glendalock and Wexford. I should visit that town, he says. And then he went to a town, he said I should visit Wexford, and they have a really big difference between the high and the low tide. Mm -hmm. And so it's so probably look kind of beautiful, you know, when the water is gone. Mm -hmm. I wonder what happens with the boats. I guess they get stuck on the bottom of the sea. Yeah, but, I mean, it's a boat, it should, like, the pole. Yeah, maybe it does. Yeah, there are a lot of large houses that live in the water. They have a little hamn with a big tidewater. And, um, when it rains, the sun shines. It's a little island. He says that it's a town filled with small houses with one or two floors. It lies next to the ocean with a small harbour. And when it's not raining, the sun is shining. Like all places in Ireland, there is nothing in between. He then cycled on to the hook. He says that I should go there and look at the old lighthouse. Hook, it's hook. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be at, at Waterford. I don't, this map is, so, is very big. It sounds like a lonely place, a little lighthouse. Right, yeah. What did you do there? I think he just went to the lighthouse to see the lighthouse. He just looked at the lighthouse. During the month he was gone, I used to receive postcards from Ireland, picturing small towns and standardised landscapes. They said, all is well. I tore all of them apart. To Ireland by the hook and the crook. Det syftar på de två näs som överlappande skyddar infarten till Waterford, den gamla hamnstaden grundad av vikingarna på 800-talet. He tells me about an old sailing description. To Ireland by the hook or by crook, meaning the way into Waterford, the old harbour town founded by the Vikings. After that, he went out to Ireland called Dersey Island, which he could reach by a cable car. Eller åtta får, eller sex 
it could hold one cow, eight sheep, or six people. The cattle was prioritized. The island itself is only six and a half kilometers long and had 16 inhabitants. When he got there, it was like he was on his way back. And it's only so small, so he walked across and back. It was like his turning point, probably. Imagine living on that island. Mm. 16 people? Yeah, 16 people. Imagine living there a whole life? No, because he's probably stood on the tip of mm. the island. And, okay, and and he, he looked had, at the sea. Yeah, and he had to turn back, you know. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he wanted to. Or if he just wanted to continue onwards, never turning back. Three years later, he emigrated to New Zealand with his Ferrari red bike. Me, my sister and brother were left behind. My father again. I asked him what he thought about when he was on his bike there on the small roads. I thought about what was behind the next corner, he says. If it was going to rain more, or if it was enough with three rain showers in one day. And when it was uphill, I thought about which way the wind was coming from. After those thoughts, he thought about the loss of my mother, how unfair he believed it was. Tänkte aldrig att att det skulle varit att, att vi hade velat att du hade varit hemma så där. Ja. Jag blev lite tid borta från er också, vet du. Det var ju bara jag och ni. I ask him if we never thought about that we needed him at home, and he answers that he needed to get away from us for a while, to be alone, to be able to continue. I look, I, I look identical to my father. I'm like a physical reincarnation of my father. <laughs> he's, uh, if, I, if I look at pictures and see that when he's like 20, when he's 22 as I am, there's no difference at all. He's a little bit taller, but phys- physically we're the same. You know, if you if you if you picture that for yourself, like you've been married to somebody, you know, we've known somebody for 25 years, who dies in front of your eyes, in cancer. And uh, you don't know how how things work. Like the entire world is upside down, and you decide to bike on island alone <laughs> along the coast. I mean, that is. I mean, wonder what he found there. Island. I We all need to get away sometimes, just as you did when you had Christmas holiday. You got away from work. I say that there's a big difference in being a father and taking a vacation. He says everybody needs a break sometimes. I just had the same thought that I wondered what he found on Ireland 
that made him want to continue to get away. Yeah, that's one way to put it. But maybe he found something there that made him to continue to want to still disappear. Maybe he found something that... that uh, we couldn't give him. Twentieth of February, Dublin, Ireland. I'm standing outside Trinity College, uh, in the old library. I'm here to look at the books my father was talking about. As far as I can remember, my father has always had a library. All the new homes we moved into, a room or the living room, would be filled with white IKEA bookshelves. Before my mother died, I had lived in five different places, ranging from Australia to a small island in the Baltic Sea. We never spent more than three years in one place. Now, eight years later, at the age of 22, I've still never spent more than three years in one place. <laughs> So this is where my father was six years ago. When he arrived in Dublin, he went here. And he leaned over the glass mountains like the other people are doing here right now. In my father's library, the novels were put in alphabetical order, the travel literature on two bookshelves, the historical books on another. When I was 11, I had an idea that I would read all the books from A to Z. I managed to get to C. It has been calculated that the books of Kells in its original state used the skin of around 185 cows. Some leaves were disfigured by sizable holes created in the flaying of the pelt. You had to be careful when reading his books. You were not allowed to have any grease on your fingers, and you were never allowed to fold pages so you knew where you were. They're actually vacuum cleaning the books. And there's a note saying, silence, reading room, and... As a child, I was promised that everything was possible, just as long as you wanted it badly enough. It's probably 30 meters to the roof. And along the long hall, there are statues of men. That promise means that you have to sacrifice things. I've done that, lost friends because of work, getting so absorbed that I forget them. The same way my father has done when pursuing his career. Second of February. I take the train to Wexford from Dublin. 
Um, can, can you describe him physically, you know, what height was he and so on? In Wexford, my father stayed in a hostel called the Kirwan House. He actually looks identical to me, but uh, older and... and um, right. And, um, yeah, a, a little bit longer, but mm. physically we mm. actually look the same. Mm. Mm. The, the bike was Ferrari red. He probably had a couple of bags on the bike. Yes. A helmet. Um, he had a uh, yellow uh, yellow jacket, mm-hmm. yellow wind jacket. Mm-hmm. Does anything ring a bell? Yellow jacket, maybe. Um... I do recall meeting a lot of people from Europe that year, you know, Holland, Sweden. I'm just trying to place him. You know, um, there was another, there was an older man, uh, quite an old man. He's he's nearly 90 now, working here at the time, um, just during the day meeting people. And he's still living in Wexford. His name is Eamon. So I don't know. Well, I don't know what his memory will be like now or, or if he could remember anything. Could we, like, phone him or something? His, his house is it's, it's about two streets over from here. Looking for Eamon, I pass one of the many churches I've seen in town. Next to it, on a parking space, Jesus is hanging on his cross in between all the cars, something that I have never seen in Sweden. So I take a couple of pictures. Have you been in Ireland very long? No, this is the first time I'm here, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, if you, I don't know what uh, Swedish radio would be like, you know, but... Eamon has got three radios on when I enter his house. He turns them off, one by one. So how long have you lived in Wexford? Oh, it's been about, uh, say, about ten years. Often, I'm not, not exactly sure, but... Originally from around Drogheda, I just thought I'd like this area better because the climate is better, for yeah. one thing. Why were you at Kirwanas? Oh, me? Uh, well, I, when I first came to Wexford, I was uh, looking for a place to stay, and I, was, I just went there and rented a, a bed, you know, and stayed there a couple of weeks, and then... Uh, I had several languages, you know, I have Spanish and, and French and a little bit of German and so. And uh, then when the owner came back, he asked me if I'd like a job and uh, I said I would. And so, so many different people came through the hostel and sometimes I'd become quite friendly with some of them and we'd have a cup of tea out at the table and you know, we'd talk and all. And uh, after, you know, after a while, uh, you'd almost consider them friends. And a couple of years later, you would have completely forgotten them, you know. And it's unfortunate that we don't remember better, but um, let's have a look at you and see if you remember. Uh, and he was traveling on his own, right? He would, yeah. yeah. You know, at the moment, I can't play some... Uh, But there was was there a lot of lonely people traveling? Uh, well, when you say lonely, now do you mean people who are traveling alone on their own, or, or people who were uh, simply uh, didn't have any friends or found it hard to make friends? Because I would say lonely people would be uh, largely uh, people who uh, you know didn't just weren't able to relate to other people. 
but lone if it's just lone, just traveling on their own, traveling alone, well, there would be a lot of them. Yeah, uh, you haven't heard from him at all, right? Well, yeah, I have. Oh. Uh, um, mm. He he lives in New Zealand now. Oh yeah, okay, well that's good. I th- yeah, I've heard it's a wonderful country. You know, well, is he an adventurous fellow, <laughs> or it may just be to, for the adventure of it? You know. Yeah, he is actually yeah, adventurous. Yeah. He likes mm-hmm. climbing mountains. He likes biking. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But is and now do you, do you have brothers and sisters? Or not? Yeah, I have a little sister and a big brother. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, he did have a family. It is kind of surprising that he would um, just go out on his own. <laughs> have you ever gone gone on alone like that on a trip? No, I don't think I have. Really, <laughs> you know, I I wasn't. I haven't done any biking to speak of, you know. When I was younger, I'd b- bike around the houses, you know, around the neighborhood. But not, um, I haven't uh, taken any uh, from one town to another. I haven't done that. Twenty-third of February. The day after, I leave for Waterford to continue on for Dunmore East. As I sit and watch the same landscape that my father passed by, it feels like I'm rushing after him. He travelled here on a bike at a much slower speed. I can't see much through the window. I can't even smell the landscape, just the air conditioning from the bus. Dennis? Are you looking for Dennis? Yeah, Dennis. Yes, people. Here, Dennis. Oh. Dunmore East. From the pier through the rain, you can see the hook. Dennis Harding is changing the cables which he uses for the nets. 500 meters of cable go on the boat. They last for about 15 months, and then they put on new ones. His three Lithuanian fishermen that work on the boat are watching the cable as it goes on board, making sure that nothing goes wrong. There's very few Irish uh, fishermen anymore now. Well, in this port anyway, they want... um, Most of them went on the buildings. They can earn as much on the buildings as they can fishing and have more time off, so... What do you think about that? Well, I still like the job, but a lot of people probably don't. We have to put in a lot of hours, you know, and a lot of hardship. We're away from home a lot, so... How long are you away for? We're at sea for 10 or 11 days, non-stop. How is it to leave your family that long? Well, when you're younger, it doesn't seem to be as bad, I don't know, but as you get a bit older, then it seems to be... um, we don't seem to want to do it as much, but we, we keep in touch. We we have um, we have radios in the house and that, and we keep in touch constantly. You know, and we have a laptop, a computer there that we can send emails, and so it's a little bit okay that way.
Do you, would you come down tomorrow for your money? Tomorrow? Yeah. Morning. No, no, be four o'clock. Four? Yeah. You, you stay in bed tomorrow. <laughs> stay beside your wife, all right? Will you ring me? Okay. I'll ring you, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. nurse. See you. Okay, Alexander. Goodbye. How come they're all from the tower? Lithuania. Well, they, they seem, there's a lot of um, Eastern Europeans coming to Ireland to work. The, the money is good compared with their money, so it pays them to come here to work. Their wages would be about £500 a month at home, you know. But what do you actually think about when you're out on the boat like that? Think about the catch we're going to get. Have all, all sorts of things go through your head. How are they at home? Is everybody okay? And you know, a lot of things go through your mind. But they must feel it as well. They're leaving their loved ones at home for three months. I only, I only do it for five days, six days. When they go home to Lithuania, and they leave to come back here, it must be very sad to say I'll be, I'll be away for three months. But we, we would always think about the people at home. How they're, how they're thinking of us and try to get word into them that we're okay and everything is good and, and mostly of what's going to come in in the catch, you know, that we're making money, that we're not wasting our time out here. You really get excited when you see a lot of fish or a lot of prawns. That gives you a great buzz. How long do you think you'll continue fishing? I don't know, I'm 64 years of age now, so another 30 years probably. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully I'll get another five years. You see, you think five years is, is a small amount of time, but when you're 64 years of age, maybe maybe I won't be able to do it in five years' time. I don't know. I keep going till I, till I think I have to stop, then I, I stop. But how does it feel to... I, I noticed you had a memorial wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for all people lost at sea. When you see a lot of the names of some of the fishermen that you fished beside and you knew, they always say a little prayer, you know, when you pass. Dennis is driving me back into Waterford, where I'm staying for the night. All the buses have stopped, and it's dark outside. You see the hook flashing there now? You see the light? That's a landmark there now. When we see that, we're home. We see you going out. We have another five days to do. <laughs> 24th of February. Walking the day after in Castletown Beer, I find to my surprise the same McCarthy's bar that was on the cover of the book aboard in Sweden. The author of the book claimed this to be one of the best pubs in the world. Half of it is a pub, the other half, a store. I'm meeting another Dennis here, the owner of a bed and breakfast, who's going to take me out to Dersey Island tomorrow. But you, uh, you actually met McCarthy, didn't you? Yes, he stayed, he stayed with me in our guest house um, once. But from reading his book, he showed really 
you know, if I was to explain those people, and I know them along, you know, over many years, on his quick just meeting them, he could describe them more so than I could, and I'd know those people over a long number of years. So I think he was very sharp. Well, um, he, he developed cancer, and he's deceased now two, just over two and a half years. My father was in this pub and bought supplies before going on to Dersey Island. He probably didn't meet Dennis, a man whose story is similar to his. 30 years ago, I came here to cast on beer. I came in through the fishing, and uh, I, like every young, I met this person. It was at a wedding, our sister's wedding, who married a chap who fished with me on the same boat. She was the bridesmaid that day, so... And um, she had long hair, hair, you know, unusual long hair. You don't see many young girls today. It was a foot and a half long, which was unusual. That uh, um, that was unfortunate. How would how how would you describe her? She was uh, very precise, and precise meaning clean. Um, to, uh, to the, to everything had to be near perfect. A very kind of perfect person. To me, I would, I know if she could come back to the, she would take me home by the ear and say, you know, look at this, look at that. Very. That's what that was one of the things I didn't have, and I admired in her so much. Five or uh, five years left to last October, it was to take she had cancer. She, she got a year and a half through her illness, and she passed away four years from this match. She's buried in, in, in her home graveyard, which would be in Cahirmore, which would be uh, a part of the, 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 where the doors of people would be buried. So that was her wish to go back there. Her mother is buried and father are buried in the same graveyard. She was proud of it, very proud of Dorothy, being a person from Dorothy. Um, how did how did your children react? Well, I suppose it was only a month before she did pass away that I, I had to sit him down one night and, and, and tell him without she being in the present because she could not tell him. It was a it was a hard moment, but I had to tell them. I don't know. As a father, you try to protect your children as much as you could, like you know. So. But then again, she was their mother. You can't replace that. You know, it, was, you know, but it took a long time, you know. But children, for them, they're going to go on. And they're going to go to college and meet someone or whatever. But your mother, yes, you'll miss her. But as a husband and wife, you know, it's a loss that you'll never, you'll never go away from me. But don't you ever feel like running away? Ah, well, I suppose I know I'm woods at times, but you know your responsibilities. If you, on the day they're born, until, I suppose on the day you die, they'll still be your children. And they, you know, you'll try to do the best for what you can do for them. Times, yes, you would love to run away. That's, that's, I suppose in every job, if you're in it, you know, there's often you'll say, you know, I, I'd love to be out of here. But like, not everyone had that choice. Later that night, borrowing a copy of the book from Dennis, I find myself laughing at all the jokes. 
realizing suddenly that the man is dead, though he's still alive on the page. I fall asleep wondering if he knew that he was going to die when writing the book, if the cancer had shown any sign of eating him alive, just as it did to Dennis' wife and my mother. See that, see that idle hole? You just you see a little rock sticking up. There was no lighthouse on that. And um, it was it was 18, is it around 1830? That it was blown down. And the, 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 all, all the, 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 cha- the lightkeepers were marooned on it. This is the chap who, who, who will put you across now. He must be down below. Yeah, are you clicking here? Yeah. Yeah, like, so, hello, hi, hello, hi, how are you? Thank you. Hi. Do you want to go in now? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Alright. You know if there's anybody on the The cable car rocks back and forth, swaying 50 meters over the ocean, and I find a prayer on the wall. Read every day for protection. Whoever goes to the Lord for safety, whoever remains on the protection of the Almighty, can say to him, you are my defender and protector. You are my God and you I trust. He will keep you safe from all hidden dangers and from all deadly diseases. A thousand may fall be dead beside you, ten thousand all around you, but you will not be harmed. What are you doing here? Me? Yeah. I am farming. You're farming here? Yeah. Are you born here in Dorsey? I was born in Dorsey, 55. And I went to school here in Dorsey. That's the school up there in the mountain, look. Ah. So how was it to go in school in Dorsey Island? Oh, there was a big population here in Dorsey Island. There must be about 60 there. In the island at that time. How many are there now? I suppose there's six or seven full-time now. What? So what's happened since then? Well, if the old people died and the young, when the young people went off to... They got married and they stayed in the mainland. So how, so how do you think that the... Why the seven people still living here, were they... 
permanently. Why? Why are they saying? Well, I suppose they have no other where to move into their home, and they're quite happy there. Yeah. Where you were born and reared, I suppose, is your home, and they're very happy there in at the moment. So, do you think that in the end nobody will live here? Oh, I wouldn't say that. My sister built a house down the road there. Is it? Yeah. There. The little yellow one? Yeah, the yellow one, yeah. Would you recommend somewhere I should, what, what I should see or where I should go? You should, you, if you go out to the far, oh, if you walk out to the inn there, you'll yeah. see the, and you'll see the bull rock and the cow rock and the calf rock. If you stay on the road, you'll see them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's really funny to be here because um, father, he, he traveled alone uh, after my mother had died. Yeah. So uh, he uh, he walked across to the tip of the island and then he walked back, then he went back to Sweden. So it's been a long journey, actually. It is a long journey, yeah. Yeah, well, you should do the same today. You think so? Yeah, follow your father's footsteps. Yeah. It takes me 40 minutes to walk to the end of the island. I pass ruins of abandoned houses and three deserted villages. This is the tip of Dursey Island. This is where my father, this was his turning point. You do actually get a feeling of wanting to continue on. You get a feeling of wanting to throw yourself in the ocean. Hej pappa, det är Martin. Du, eh, jag ville bara säga att eh, jag är på Dursey Isle och tittar ut över havet. Um... Hi dad, it's Martin. I'm standing on Dursey Island and I'm looking over the ocean. Jag saknar dig. Hoppas allt är bra. Hej. I miss you. Hope you're well.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.